Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show, new films that are released specifically and kind of continue a little pattern that we've had this year where me and Connor, it's usually me and Matt on this show, but me and Connor for some reason are the ones who get these DC direct-to-video or direct-to-on-demand movies that they've been they've been putting out. Um, we, did, we did the Teen Titans one earlier this year, we also did the Justice League Dark one earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, but this is going to be Batman and Harley Quinn. Is that the title? It is. I think it is, because I keep yeah. questioning which way around it is. Yeah, but... Batman and Harley Quinn. I had to double check, which yeah. poor first sign. And uh, so we're going to talk about this. So we're going to, you know, yeah, we'll do a spoiler-free section. I actually don't think we're going to have that much spoilers, really. Probably not, no. The complaints, <laughs> not not to show that it's going to be very negative, but it is going to be very negative, because this movie's pretty bad. It's terrible in fact uh yeah. for the most part it's because one of the big things obviously last year is they did the killing joke movie and we actually did do a review of that as well at the time and we were highly critical because of some of the new elements that were added in uh namely some of the sleazier elements that felt you know this extra added sex content that felt like it was there just for some weird perverse fan fiction kind of element and then we get to this, which is also by Bruce Timm. Now, this is notable because Bruce Timm, of course, was one of the two big names behind the, well, all the animated series from, like, the 90s and 2000s, you know, Batman, Superman, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond. Uh, but, of course, Paul Denny was, like, maybe the balance there who maybe steered him away from some of his weirder ideas and yeah. elements. So, this is him, and we were maybe not optimistic because of the killing joke and sort of the direction it'd been going in. Certainly some of the early clips and some of the early trailers were not showing promise. I don't think I was prepared for just how sleazy this movie ended up being. No, probably not. I don't think anyone is. I mean, the, the plot, if you I mean, if you care, the, the Floronic Man and Poison Ivy are doing something. They're trying to steal something so they can cause some sort of uh, plant apocalypse. Uh, for lack of a better term uh, but as a result Batman and Nightwing want to seek out Harley Quinn because of course Harley and Ivy have a history and they want to try and find her and they think Harley may be able to help her uh, or help them and that's basically the gist of it so Nightwing specifically goes off to find Harley and antics ensue um, see so far you're thinking this doesn't sound that bad well it doesn't and, no. and you'd be right that doesn't sound that bad yeah it sounds fine so far uh, although I would, I don't know why Nightwing's title name isn't the title. He's like he's equally part of the movie as the other two are. Right, but then it becomes a really clunky title. I think it's clunky anyway. To be honest. Right, but it's worse, surely. It you know, Batman and Harley Quinn at least has, you know, something there. Batman, Nightwing, and Harley Quinn is just it doesn't flow at all. Which is why I don't think it should be called Batman and Harley Quinn. I think it should be Batman and then a title like whatever. Probably, but you want a Harley Quinn's name in it. Well, yeah, because they like to sell Harley Quinn. And this this one especially is for the teenage boys who might get off on some of the Harley Quinn-esque moments that are happening throughout. Uh, there's a lot of her underwear, there's a lot of sex jokes, there's actual sex. It's borderline rape, quite frankly. I, I will say, before I'd watched it, it, it like, the people had said, oh, it is just a rape scene. And it's not quite. No, there is consent at the last second. Right. There, there is, but, there, but it is clear there is consent. There, that is there, explicit. There, there is ultimately consent, yes, at the last second. 
It does feel really sleazy before that, though. Especially oh, since, sure. especially since Harley Quinn's past is very... You know, she she was abused. Like A big part of her relationship with the Joker is that she has been abused. Right. right. I, I don't want to defend that. I'm just saying yeah. there was explicit consent. I think that I uh, before I'd watched it, that was getting overlooked a little bit. However, everything up until that consent feels like the consent won't actually matter, if that makes sense. It, it does a little because, bit, yeah. Because Dick is tied to a bed. This is Nightwing. This is Nightwing. We're talking about Nightwing right here, who's almost sexually assaulted. He's tied to a bed, and then there's this weird moment where she's like, you know, you've kind of grown into an attractive man. Do you know, it's been a while. And then she just starts talking dirty and getting closer. As he's like pleading, he's like, no, no, we can't do this. It would be wrong, and it would be this. And yes, eventually, at the last possible second, he does go... Oh, it kind of says something like, okay, I'll take that as a yes. And yes, consent is technically given at the last possible moment. But everything up until that point, it's like, she's a predator right now. Yeah. Um, he definitely seems to enjoy himself, though. Oh, he does after, but I think that actually adds to a lot of my complaints about the movies. A lot of it's just this really weird, immature humour. Yeah. And they have this weird thing where they have this weird, like, oh, because they've had sex, there's this weird like tension afterwards where she keeps cracking these lines about how he expects things now because they've had sex yeah, yeah. and it's like they, they keep going with it and it never really lets up uh, you, you say immature humor nothing typifies that more than the fart joke scene the extended fart joke scene uh which is basically the point of the movie where i thought okay this is irredeemable now at this point yeah it just it because it, as bad as the stuff was before that because this is before we get to the boob jiggling. There's like some boob jiggling later on, which would have also been the tipping point had had we not had the fart joke scene. Um, I think at this point I'm just going to give you a spoiler warning. I just want to be able to bring things up right <laughs> without getting into them. I think at this point though you've probably heard enough to know whether or not you want to watch this. Um, so so the fart joke scene. Not only is it a fart joke scene where Harley's like, oh, I've, you know, I ate some spicy food earlier, like, I need to use the bathroom. She then sits there and is like, well, fine then. And then she she farts loudly. And Nightwing's like, oh, oh, it's so smelly. And I'm like, is this a scene in a Batman movie? Is Nightwing, you know, wincing in pain because he's smelling a bad fart in the Batmobile? And then Batman has to hit out with the sentence, it's not that bad. Smells like discipline. And I'm like, that's not funny. It's it's funny at how bad it is. Yeah, it's funny because of how bad I'm, it is. I'm laughing now just at but the thought of it. It should have never been in a an actual Batman movie. Maybe no, no, maybe the sixties TV show. Right. To be fair, there's a bunch of things here that feel like the sixties TV show. There, there is. This is the problem. Is the movie does not know what it wants to be. It's jumping around so many things. Like the whole idea that Dick finds Harley and essentially superhero hooters, where it's all these like you know women dressed up as like various sexy superheroes, right? To be fair, I buy that existing. I'm surprised it doesn't already. Oh, sure, it exists, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's suitable for a scene in this movie where there's a guy who literally trying to grab her ass, and then there's lots right. of references where she's almost sexually assaulted repeatedly. Yeah. The whole thing just feels sleazy. Like it just feels like everything's an excuse to make sex jokes and have her like do sexy things, like bend over her underwear or whatever else. Like that's all it is. It's all just an excuse for this weird like twelve-year-old fan fiction. Except the man doing it is like hitting fifty, which yeah. makes it feel creepy, even creepier than it would be. Like it's not not creepy when a twelve-year-old does it, but at least it's like well, he's immature. He's, you know, it's it'll, twelve. It's what you expect. It'll, it. it'll grow out of some of this, hopefully. Bruce Timm clearly never did. Uh, 
because the whole movie's like because because after the whole fart scene because it keeps returning to the car and there's like humor in the car because they're essentially on this road trip and it wants to be a comedy at certain points and we have the fart joke but they eventually pull over because batman can't take it anymore mm. and then they end up at this 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 bar and the like they're, they're there because someone there will have information on where ivy is but i uh, hardly ends up going up and singing so we have this musical number where she's singing a song where it just the movie just stops dead and there's the song and there's some humour in throughout. So some guy goes up behind Batman and does the old bat dance, the bat to see. Yeah. And which, it's like which was nice. I just felt out of place to me. See, it feels out of place, but I, I kind of had enjoyment of it in in a vacuum. It, like it, it just it feels like it presents itself as like a Batman the animated series esque movie, right? And right. the fact that you've got Kevin Conroy at one point, it even plays score from the Batman animated series. Yeah, it does. Right? But then you've got these weird, sexy, sleazy things which make it feel like, oh, it's aiming at more of a sleazier adult audience. And then you've got these things that feel like it's, oh, no, it's for the 60s folk. Right, and and, and those are the things I probably enjoyed the most. Like, when it was doing that stuff, I enjoyed it. Like, a lot of the music was, like, the 60s-esque stuff. You know, mm. there's a, a chase scene, you know, where Harley jumps out of the Batmobile and chases down that guy. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of like that. I think the problem is that, I mean, I don't think it works anyway. But even if that stuff did work for me, like I'm not into the '60s show. Right, it's just not see, really my see, thing. That, that, I, I am. That stuff was working for me but, as that stuff. But you have to agree, though, that it's completely it's totally a place, jarring. Yeah, yeah, with everything else oh, that's going on. It just definitely. this movie had no idea what it wanted to be, and then the endings look super anticlimactic. Like, like they, they track them down, and then Swamp Thing shows up. It's like, oh, Swamp Thing is going to put a stop to this. Like he's the you know the the, the protector of the green. He's going to mm-hmm. put what's what's for. And then he basically just says, "Deal with this yourselves," and leaves. And and I'm like, why was he here? And then somehow Harley has an idea to set uh, Floronic Man on fire when neither Dick or Batman have had that idea. And it ends on a really cheesy moment where they both kiss her on the cheek, and then it has like the Looney Tunes like circle closing. Yeah. And I'm like. What the hell was that? What? what, what, what? Pretty, pretty much. And then you know, the credits play. There's a, there's a weird post credit scene where she's got like some new job. Uh, I, I never got that far. Oh, there's a mid credit scene where she is. She's like a TV psych, uh, psychiatrist now. You know, because there was that whole point yeah, in the movie where she can't get like that was the one point in the movie. I thought, oh, maybe you're hitting at something. She's reformed, but no one will hire her to do what she's actually good at because she's an ex-criminal, right? Maybe there was something in there. Maybe there was an idea where you had like an idea to have like because see if you wanted to do like a good Batman story where the, the story is about Harley, like reforming, having an arc where she becomes more of an antihero. That there's nothing wrong with that idea. This movie had no idea it's what to do that. with it. No. Um, and by the way, Nightwing's awful in this. He doesn't feel a Nightwing. He feels like he's just this idiot who gets yeah. goes along with things and never really has any good ideas to say. Uh, I, I don't know. No, like that's in the bar. Like before Harley's singing, there's another musical number, which is why I think Harley's is worse because that musical number feels unnecessary. Wait, like wait. the first one was okay because I felt that set the scene of the bar because we weren't just watching it. We were, you know, there was all yeah. this other stuff going on. Also, worth mentioning the Harley musical number uh, concludes with her shaking her boobs at the crowd, and it's just there's a gif of it yeah. online going about Twitter just to show how like sleazy the movie is, and it is. It feels like. It, do you know what's worse about it? See when it's live action. It's sleazy, but at least the actress had to agree to do it. There's like a, almost like a level of consent there. But when it's animation, some guy, some dude, like middle-aged dude, had to sit and draw that and animate it. 
and it feels just a little bit more sleazier to me. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, honestly, high point of the movie for me, mm-hmm. the uh, the opening title sequence. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I had fun with that different style of animation. I like the I like the music. I was just like, yeah, I'm having fun with this. And then the movie started. <laughs> I just like I, I think I think I was sort of chronicling it. Uh, I was like on Facebook. I was kind of like commenting on a couple of moments, and it was yeah. like at ten minutes we had superhero hooters and we had like, all the ass grabbing and all the rest of it, and all of it was just like here titillation, have all of it, and then at twenty minutes was the the sexual assault or the near sexual assault of Dick Grayson. And I was yeah. like, okay. And then at 30 minutes was the fart joke. And I'm like, this is... Scre-. And then by 40 minutes, we had the boob jiggling in the bar. And then it was like, okay, we've got like 25 minutes to wrap up the movie at this point. Like, what else is left? And it was just kind of I don't think there's anything much after that, though. No, it's... it's not, to, not to defend it, I think it hits its peak and then it's like, ah, we're done with that now. It, to a point. There's a couple of... I think after that, it's just an underwhelming and poorly told story. But right, the right. the first like thirty forty minutes are full of really sleazy, really bad humor. Um, I yeah. I I have nothing to recommend about this. I recommend the music. It may be do. the it's fun. The music's it, fun. It, since they started doing these DC like movies with Superman Doomsday in two thousand seven, this might be the worst one. Yeah. I'm thinking. He's really I'm, trying to think. I'm really worse. trying to see if I can if I can argue that, but I'm not sure. I, I can. think it's worse. And I think it's worse than Killing Joke because as bad as that scene was in Killing Joke, as bad as that bad as that opening half hour was, the actual adaptation part of Killing Joke had its high points. Like there was some moments that were well right. done. In that movie, that moment was awful, and it, it led to this underlying, uh, you know, theme of this that was yeah. was uncomfortable, but. The whole, if you kind of remove that one scene, the rest of it's not bad. Oh, well, I'd argue the whole first 25 minutes. Like, all that pre stuff with Batgirl. Yeah, okay. That, that's, it's not great, but it's not awful, I don't think, the rest of that. Yeah. There's that one scene that's the, the, the real but, terrible then, thing. Then there's the tipping point, and it's like, okay. Uh, yeah. And, but there's actually, on their own, there's standalone scenes in that movie that I think are well done, whereas this, I think, has no redeeming qualities, and it is sleazy as hell. Like, I felt, I felt embarrassed watching it. You feel like. Really, there's a dude who's like twice my age, like writing this, and yeah. I th- and I think it's immature right now. Like, it, you know, it's crazy because he did the uh, the gods and monsters one. Yeah, which was really good. Like that was a proper good animated movie. It's one of the you know one of the better ones of as of late for sure. Mm. And maybe maybe it helped that he was set on an alternate Earth, and you know he didn't have to worry about doing all this stuff with characters that we know because it's not you're not feeling like oh it's a bastardization yeah but at the same time did, did that have like like even if it was characters we didn't know it would still feel sleazy like i all, don't all... remember it feeling sleazy at all though like maybe i'm misremembering well i mean that's if, if it wasn't then that's fair then it makes it begs the question why is he doing it here what why like is it like this weird element of fanfic where he wants to do it with these characters like, oh, that's no. what i think it is yeah that's what i'm saying like when it was this all that thing it was like nah i just just did a story and it was pretty good but, but here, here, where it's like, oh, I can do this with Harley Quinn. I mean, because Batman literally walks into the room and they're tickling each other. Yeah. That is a scene in this movie. Batman walks into a room and Nightwing and Harley Quinn are tickling each other. Yeah. If you put that in a live-action movie, I would laugh you out of the room. I mean, I'd laugh you out of the room for an animated movie, but if just imagine it in live-action and see if you can take it remotely seriously. You couldn't. You can't. 
can't I can't take it seriously in this. But uh, yeah, sure, but like it's just oh god, and it's, it, a, and it's then, a bad. And then the rest of it, like there's all this weird bickering where Batman doesn't really respect Nightwing's opinion, and Nightwing's constantly bickering with Harley, who's constantly bickering because she's not getting her way, and it's just this weird. They're almost going for this road trip comedy with these two characters, but it's like it doesn't fit any of their personalities. Harley maybe is the only one who could get away with that. Oh sure, but the the way that the others react to her doesn't work. So no, no. But I can see her on a road trip comedy movie. Oh sure, but you put her with you know put her with Ivy, put her with Cat. I- Ivy and Selena. Yeah, have the Gotham City sirens on a road trip. That would maybe work. Yeah. I'd be down for that movie. Um, a bit, unless Bruce Tim was doing it, in which case there'd be a threesome scene in the first ten minutes, and they'd all be scantily clad for the rest of it. Probably, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I I want to say obviously I was going I was really concerned about uh, Melissa Roche as Harley Quinn, and you know it, like it's, you know celebrity casting, I don't think she was that bad. Obviously the dialogue's not good, but I don't think she was that bad. Um, I wasn't feeling her. Uh, but, I I don't think she's as good as the other ones we've had, but she wasn't as awful as I was expecting. There's I mean there's definitely been worse recastings in some of these animated movies, but I she wasn't really hitting it for me either. It was kind of like. Something fell off. I mean, I actually had a more of a problem with Dick's voice. Honestly, he he yeah. felt really off to me, uh, which is a shame. Uh, he actually had Paget Brewster playing uh, Ivy, Ivy, which yeah. was, uh, which I thought was okay. That's fine. They don't have a lot to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I like the supporting cast. I like um, the guy who was uh, playing Woodrow. I can't remember his name now, but I've heard him in a lot of stuff. Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, I think that? I don't know who. That I, I know him a lot. Most recently, off the top of my head, uh, American Dad. He plays the the principal in that. Yeah, but he's I, in a lot of stuff. Like if you look at his credits, it's it's well in the hundreds. I'm looking at his face, and I have no idea who it is. I'm just no. He's a vo- he's just does voice work, I think. So you probably wouldn't know his face. Then why was he in the Matrix Revolutions? All right, mostly does voice work. <laughs> to be fair, that could have been a voice job still in Matrix. It could have been. It could have been. Could yeah, have been. before before you give me that shit. <laughs> Aye, a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it. I have no, I don't have a lot more to add. The plot's whatever. Like, there's almost nothing to the plot. The, the, the plot would be fine if it just did the plot. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be like, oh, this is amazing. But it, it could be a lot of anime. I feel like the plot you can boil it down to being really standard, and they can still be decent. Or at least fun. Potentially, like here, so much of this is them just traveling, right? I mean, but like you know, when at the start when you boiled down the plot, I feel like if they'd taken that and gone, hey, that's the movie, that can be fun. Here's the thing: I actually think the story they have in this thing would be about the right length for an episode of the TV show. Twenty-two minute animated episode, you could do this exact plot and cut yeah. nothing of worth. Yeah, no, you're probably right. It stretched out. For so long, because like yeah, you could have Dick go and get Harley Quinn, but you like you could cut out all the sex shit. It would just be he goes and finds her. He doesn't get tied to a bed, and because he gets roofied, right? That's that's what, yeah. I mean, it gets lost. Joker, you know, gas or poison, whatever you want to call it. But like, it's basically it. Like, and it's like, why are we doing this? Why is there, is there this weird? What does it actually add to the movie to have? Nightwing and Harley have sex really for the rest of it really think about it like, no, I can see it's supposed to add that you know like you, you, we keep saying oh there's this awkward tension afterwards 
that's what it's supposed to add because they wanted to play with that for the rest of them. They wanted to have that relationship. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work at all because it doesn't really feel because it doesn't feel like they were. It doesn't feel like a proper one night stand. It feels because Harley makes a joke about oh just because you got a bit you you expect all these things and it's like and Nightwing even rightly at one point says but you're the one who <laughs> like yeah she's the one who initiated it she's the one who started it. Uh, it just it doesn't really work and then when they kind of have a sweet moment later on it's like okay i guess have a sweet moment but right is this to say like, like it, if you remove the sex you remove all of that so it does change things for the better it, it i would i would argue it actually makes it work more because like the sweet moment at the like at the end when they're like or towards the end when they're after the explosion they're sitting in the ambulance and she she's like she makes fun of his name again and then then eventually she's like oh so we're good you're not mad at me and he's like yeah we're good and it's actually I actually think that moment would work better but because they've had sex there's this again it's kind of like killing joke where because they've had sex there's this weird extra layer to it that makes it feel murky like whereas it would actually play off as a sweeter moment if Nightwing was just giving Harley like just throwing her a bone and be like no what you did the right thing in one instance you right know, you're trying that, your best that's what I mean so it does have impact on the rest of the film. The, the sex scene the, like it does negatively Neg- yeah negatively <laughs> that that's the problem but in terms of actual plot though in terms of actual driving the plot forward it does nothing like you can take it, it, it out in terms of plot, and it wouldn't no. affect anything it just it does murky the character motivations <laughs> jesus christ tim i feel like bruce tim just wants to be doing those uh, porn parodies just let him have those go and direct those that's basically what you seem to want to do yeah yeah you're right kind of sad isn't it that's kind of how it feels it's kind of like you know how in, a, in the porn we'll just have weird excuses to have sex that's what this yeah. movie feels like no it's no you're right excuse. it is yeah that's I what it is what happened to him i don't i don't get it batman and harley quinn ladies and gentlemen and i think i'm done i don't have anything else to add really that's basically my problem An- animation is generic and not very it's not you know it's not very animated it's very stilted it's, it feels low budget yeah like you know, yeah. episodes of the old '90s show look better than than this. Yeah, I think that's why I like that opening, se- you know, title sequence because they spent more money. It has, on it's it. got it's got a bit of style to it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The rest of it's very plain and generic. Yeah, it kind of has the animated style series look to it, but it doesn't move like it did. Yeah, there's shots. There's like a moment early on where you know it does the shot of the blimp and pans down. Yeah, yeah. and and a little bit of me goes, oh, that's a nice shot. Still, can't can't help it. Hmm. But I just the glory days are behind. Like, uh, Teen Titans was okay this year, but it, it really does feel like recently that they've been on a bit of a mediocre kind of. And in, in these worst case scenarios, just downright garbage. I think we need a because again, this is the same director as you know most of these last chunk. That... Yeah, it, it seems to bounce around two or three people. For, for yeah. just, you go all the way back to Doomsday. It's like two or three names since then have been directing them. I think we need a, a creative shakeup. I, I think we do. I think we need someone else to come in and do them, and maybe have a more of a defined. Like, is this weird thing where they're kind of in continuity with each other, but like, they don't really ever actually feel like they are? Yeah, there's there's a few like the the Batman and Robin ones do feel like yeah you know, they're sequels and you know yeah. And then when you get to the, the, the Teen Titans, it feels like okay, that's definitely the same Damien. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's hit and miss though. It is. It's hit and miss, and got a is. cat who's trying to cause trouble. So I think we'll wrap this up here. Uh, clearly, we do not recommend this movie at all. Um, it is sleazy. It doesn't really 
like the characters feel out of character and even Batman to a point has reactions to things where it's just and they've changed his character just to work for the comedy which is the most annoying part yeah um, and the plot's not even that I interesting I feel bad so. for Kevin Conroy I do as well but at least he's got Arkham games to do I mean, hopefully they'll do another one of them for him I, mean, I know Rocksteady's not doing it but you know maybe Warner Bros yeah I mean they'll ask him back for something though like if he wants to he'll he'll do another one of these films still at some point um, did you see that clip of him reading out the end of the Dark Knight? Yeah, his voice? oh, that was so good. I'll tell you what, I'll pay good money, and it's not that I, don't, I like Bale. Like I don't have this problem with Bale's voice, but part of me does want to see the Dark Knight dubbed by him and Hamill, just for the fun of it. Oh man, that'd be amazing. Just do the whole thing. Do the, do the whole thing in their voices. Even get the others back. Get get someone. Whoever did Gordon, get him to come back as well. Do the whole thing. Yeah, so I know we got the the next Cape Crusaders one, that sequel that just got released. I haven't seen it. Is that this year? Do you know, or is that so. next year? I now? think that's this year. Thank God that I've got one thing to look forward to from this line. That's that is. I, I know you're not a fan of the '60s ones, but no, I'm not. that is undoubtedly the best of these DC movies in a long, probably since Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Returns which, is still my favorite, which is funny because I don't even. I, I like that book, but I don't hold it in the pedestal that a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah, but I like that adaptation. That that movie, this is probably the best one since then, and it's so I'm really looking forward to the, the getting one more of those. Well, with that said, that'll be us. So let us know what you think of Batman and Harley Quinn if you've been unfortunate enough to see it. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to Patreon.com/slash/mailfuzz.tv. You can do that over there. But otherwise, guys, that is it. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV or movies, rather. Keep watching movies. Because Connor's here. We used to do TV with him. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>